Welcome back to the 78 Ant Podcast. We are recording here live at Good Things Festival, the Brisbane leg. We're sitting here with Regurgitator, Ben and Quan. How are we doing, guys? Great, man. Amazing. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Pretty good. You're holding we, up? It, we're holding up. Good. It's, I think we'll say holding up, yeah. We are, uh, I, think we, I think we may have the home crowd advantage today, which yeah. is good. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're from Brisbane good. originally, so... Yeah, uh, at, uh, yeah should, be, uh, should be a good game. Should be a good game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you do have the hometown, hometown show... Oh, oh, screw that up. Hometown show advantage. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. after all these years, does it still feel pretty special to play a Brisbane crowd? I love Brisbane. Brisbane crowds are just great, right? In general, they've got energy, they're fucking up for it, and we have got a long history with this wonderful city, so yeah, yeah it should be guys. It's, be it's be nice. definitely my favourite city. I've been back here for seven years, and um, yeah, I just love it, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a really good community, especially musically and, um, you know, environmentally. It's um, a beautiful town. I hope the Brisbane City Council's watching Listening. and listening yeah. tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Give these guys like a million bucks every week forever. Brisbane City Council. I mean, before we jump into the, you know, the hometown chat, we're at the tail end of good things. You guys would yeah. know know what we've missed because we've been sort of stuck in this tent all day. But, okay. you know, who's been impressing you at good things so far? You know, who's the band that, you know, you were surprised by? Give us a, the rundown. Well, us... Really? <laughs> Very surprised oh, that we, we held our shit together. But I, we didn't fuck it up so badly that it was just embarrassing, which is amazing to me. I do have to say, like, Soulfly have been really fucking cool, and it's yeah. kind of hard going on after them. Yeah, Soulfly is like... I mean, I, I just spoke to Max Cavalera's wife, or maybe manager or something and I was like it's oh, his wife and manager is it? wow <laughs> I was like oh, I don't want to disturb him but could you tell him that that Chaos AD record was the only metal record I listened to for like 10 years and then I didn't listen to any metal afterwards she's like uh, okay he has released some pretty good records since then I was like yeah so have I but no one fucking <laughs> listens to them <laughs> but yeah that, that Sepultura were like my favourite metal band of all time pretty much and really inspired me especially those early records of ours to playing all that stuff was inspired by Chaos ID, AD so that band is like yeah amazing yeah. <laughs> I mean like your early record too playing that first record it is very you know it's, it's clearly inspired by grunge and metal and stuff like that <coughs> excuse me you move into unit it's obviously the big change and then there's pretty much no stopping the change for, for regurgitated the whole way through yeah see ADHD yeah. <laughs> I think it's something like that yeah either severe anxiety and ADHD yeah, yeah. maybe look they all layer in nicely yeah you know? they do we're on a beautiful spectrum here it's a beautiful spectrum did you ever think was there ever a point in any of those records where you thought you know what I would kind of like to just stop here for a second and, and play in this space a bit more I mean you know, oh the look you know constant, I mean I used to see bands like Powderfinger that would play covers at the Pado Tavern and they had this sound and it was very it was all the samey and you know there was a part of me that was kind of a little bit envious that they just stuck to the same thing um, but I think because of my mental state I'm just not able to do that but you know I, I mean I'd see other bands that just stick to a style but I think the reason we're still going is because we didn't yep yeah, so now we've been together for like nearly 30 years. I think if we just stuck to an MOR rock kind of sound, then I think we, it would just, you'd burn out pretty quick. But because we could do a white reggae record or a country record or a hardcore punk record, um, it just gives you this freedom, uh, which is a really cool little car to drive around. <laughs> yeah. Was there, was there any genres or styles that you wanted to try, wanted to dabble in, you never got around to? 
you could still visit yeah. now if you'd like to. White yeah. reggae. Yeah, white reggae. <laughs> we're really pushing the white reggae thing, man. That's what we're working on, man. I mean, you'd you be know, 40, like one of the best live bands in the world, apparently. I've never seen them, but everyone who goes though? see them. Are everyone who goes see them says they're phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh. I think you, it's let's go see him, okay? Part of the research. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. If you I don't want think, to do a white reggae record, you gotta see. You gotta do your research. I, I'll smoke two ounces of weed, and I still reckon it's gonna suck. <laughs> no, no, that, and that's not the point of white reggae. It, you gotta go straight. Well, re, maybe red wine. I don't know. I don't know what oh. the deal is. Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Maybe yeah. you get fucked up on Chardonnay and go see it. I don't know. How, I don't know what the. I don't know what the procedure is. I think the, the procedure morning. is stick some Valium up your ass <laughs> right, and go okay. to sleep and <laughs> just, just miss the whole yeah, thing. It's going to be it. terribly boring. No, I mean I. Yeah, I want the next record to mm-hmm. at least open like nothing you've ever heard before. That would be mm. that would be great. We, I mean, we always have that dream of where the next record is going to be like. What the hell, you know? That's always like what we go in with the idea yeah. of. So yeah, expect the unexpected. Yeah. I mean, just on that, we had Sleeping With Sirens in earlier and they've released something like seven, seven full-length albums. Who's that? Sleeping With Sirens. Oh, okay. But I mean, you guys, you've had so many changes like Max just said. How do you go about tailoring a set list for something like Good Things Festival where you've got such a mix of people? How do you tailor yeah. it to make sure that you hit every, every fan? Well, we just generally try to make it a good vibe and a party and we generally try to, you know, encourage, you know, people to, you know, move and have a good time. We don't want to the shit out of people so throughout because we've been together so long we just try and tailor the set to make it like a you know just like a party I guess yeah I mean it's about diversity for us as well like this is a very heavy heavy festival for us to play but I feel like like, I've been surprised about the crowds and the response has been really great but I I feel like we've had this experience before we played Woodford Festival which is a folk festival and we're like oh my god we're going to go down like a lead balloon but all the hippies just came out I was like something other than a mandolin holy shit yeah it's a similar kind of thing but just on the other end of the spectrum yeah that's right so you know we play like pop music like shitty pop music and and all the people have been pounded by metal and they love it you know metal is fucking awesome when it's great and there's a lot of great bands here but when there's someone like us to just take the take the pressure off a little bit and they can go, you know, yeah. what the it's fuck? It's like Something a rainbow different. after a storm. <laughs> exactly. We're the rainbow yeah. after the storm. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. On, uh, on Brisbane, back, back, back to Brisbane, the city that we all love, uh, you know, you guys have, have seen a whole heap of change to the city. Venues that you guys started playing in have been demolished. There's been new ones that have come up and they've been demolished and then there's new ones again. Right. Do you think that the city now... Is, is sort of more welcoming to, to bands starting out on the scene or, or how do you how oh do look you I think it's re- I think it's healthier than ever on all scales I think there's really amazing venues where you could sell out and there's 40 people you know and then there's the other end of the s- spectrum with like you know the Princess Theatre and the Tivoli and the Zoo and you know I think I think it's probably the healthiest time you know got you know the Bearded Lady which is like great venue. rad venue so good there's so many great venues at the moment and even I just think it's really nurturing and then you know you put those venues in with Triple Z and then like it's it pops it's good <laughs> yeah. yeah and then, I mean even the educational institutions right Calvin Grove campus and all that shit. I mean yeah. none of that stuff existed when we went through and like the kids just have so much opportunity now to, to it's good. get into the scene and get into the yeah in, the industry I guess you would and call triple, it I think Triple Z's a good gateway oh yeah Triple Z's awesome yeah. it's always been awesome when, yeah. you, when you think about you know recording unit in a dingy warehouse in the valley yeah mm. and I mean You'd probably be priced out of that now, uh, you know, if you want to yeah. record that album these days. Yeah. Do you think that 
those experiences where you can just find those spaces oh, yeah. are still going to exist? Do you think it's just maybe it's just? I mean, it it's, gets it, it gets, gets harder, right? In urban environments, as they get more expensive, it just it's gets tricky. pushed out. Yeah. Like you know, a lot of the people that I used to know, they were in West End, are all out at Annerley now, or Maruka, Maruka you yeah. know. Or, you know, maybe we could just have a warehouse in Pinkenbar. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, what are about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I reckon, Toowoomba. Yeah. <laughs> we could do another unit. Yeah, it just needs to be a Toowoomba. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or maybe Dolby. <laughs> oh. We could go, like, right out west. Yeah. A Central yeah. West Queensland album. It's, it's happening. It's, it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the other big thing that the city's got to look forward to is the Olympics coming up in, in about 10 years. What would be your pitch as if you were the artistic directors of the of the ceremonies? What would be your pitch to to, to showcase the city? Can I just say something? Yeah. Okay, so Sydney had the Olympics in 1999, and Rob Hurst, the drummer from Midnight Oil, he came to us and said, "Hey, dudes, can you write a song that will represent Australia in the Olympics?" <laughs> and then Quan wrote a song called "Crush the Losers," <laughs> and it was like he liked Crush it, right? the and he loved that. He, loved he was it. like, he couldn't it was sell like, it to Rob the was like, though. this song's fucking wicked. It was like this anthem rock. About just crushing everyone, That's right. and, and then we got, the, we got it like mixed by Chris Law Galgi as well. Yeah, and it was like we spent all this money on it, and the Australian committee was like, "Nah, nah." Oh. Oh. Sorry, we well, put it out anyway. It's a little negative. Yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah. But you know, actually, the point of the the Olympics is that you you have this like infrastructure created, and then it almost always turns to slums which is great because then you can move in and record records in the slums that Artists used to love be the Olympic villages a post-Olympic apocalypse <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so there's an yeah. opportunity there yeah. there is kids there will just be. wait there for it to all be. fall apart I, I can't understand why the committee didn't pick that up because technically second <laughs> is first loser uh-huh. so like uh huh I mean yeah you, yeah anyway doesn't matter I mean failing we were just never very good at like no. Uplifting anthems, I guess. Was no. Oh, no, it's really. a good uplifting anthem. It's well, just it the is. lyrical content doesn't fit in with the Olympic. It yeah. It's not in the know. spirit of competition, though. It's I'm sure they're thinking it. it they're all like, the oh, like no, come on, guys. Let's just be honest with each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got to let you go. You've got to prepare for your set. But, yeah. guys, Quan and Ben, thank you so much for, for, for having time to chat with us. and to meet you guys. Enjoy the rest of your night. Cheers. You're done for that? Yeah, cheers. You're going to relax now? You got more? Yeah. Yeah, rad. Great. Go Triple Z. Go the Broncos. See ya.